Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Asia-Pacific shares are trading lower this morning as investors set aside another session of record highs in the U.S. Sydney is down more than half a percent. Tokyo is off nearly 0.4% as investors there return from a holiday. Seoul is trading marginally lower. Investors have a lot of news to assess. Corporate earnings, the economy and cryptocurrency. We have a packed session this morning on Market View. I'm Michelle Martin. Joining me now to break down all the action. Good Friday morning, Ryan Huang. Happy Friday, Michelle, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Yeah, yeah, doing good. So DBS, Amazon, Twitter, even McDonald's, all reporting stellar gains for the first quarter of this year. This is turning out to be quite the reporting season for many sectors of the global economy. But one thing is clear, and you've heard this before, past performance is not a guarantee of future results. And particularly in this case, strong first quarter earnings does not guarantee a rise in a company's share price. We're going to take a closer look at that notion in just a bit. But first, DBS, Southeast Asia's biggest bank, has released its first quarter earnings just a little while ago. What a quarter it was, hey? The bank's profits jumped 72%. And for the first time in DBS's history, the bank netted more than $2 billion in a single quarter. So, Ryan, what is powering DBS's strong performance? Yeah, it is a very good set of numbers. And if I look at what DBS CEO Piyush Gupta is saying, it was an extraordinary quarter and all businesses were firing on all cylinders. So loans and deposit growth was, were robust, fees were strong, and DBS is also highlighting bullish prospects in a recovering global economy. And if I dive into some of the details, uh, loans growth was up 3%, so rather broad-based, and housing loans was one of the factors helping that go higher. And also another factor is the provisions for bad loans, where you might remember last year, around this time, it was really COVID-19 having impact big time on many businesses. And banks like DBS had to put aside more money to provision for defaults, bad loans. So it is now trimming that allowance to just around $10 million this quarter, compared with over $1 billion in the same period last year. So a massive change in its provisions. And of course, the other side of the equation is how business is improving, business business momentum is picking up, and that is helping DBS and probably the other banks coming up soon. Yeah, so DBS enjoying faster loan growth and record income from fees. Wealth management is proving a strong sector for the bank as well. So what about if we look forward? What does DBS have to say about its prospects for the quarter ahead? Yeah, prospects look bullish if you look at the possible drivers. In fact, if I dive into its outlook, it is upgrading its full-year loan growth to mid to high single digit. It says business momentum will be strong, still strong. And it is also looking at full-year fee income growth at double digits. So a couple of things that might help it get there, you've got its investment in China through the Shenzhen Rural Commercial Bank. You've got the investment in India, with the Lakshmi Village Bank acquisition. And also in the cryptocurrency space, it is making some waves with the first digital exchange among the local banks. And that has been gaining momentum in the past quarter. So all these are some, well, just some of the drivers mm. that could help pick up DBS's growth outlook. And also the thing to point out is, like many other banks, it's been pressured by low interest rates. 
So in time to come, it's just a matter of time before things for rates go up. And most analysts believe the net interest margins are now already at their worst, or at least the worst is over for that part. So from here on, it is probably going up. That's a good point. DBS shares have traded relatively flat over the past month, up just about 1%. They've risen 17% since the beginning of the year, though. And now DBS says it will pay a dividend of 18 cents a share. That's the same as last quarter, not as good as a year earlier. I want to turn now to Amazon. It grossed more than 100 billion US dollars from January to March. That is the second quarter in a row that the tech giant has passed that milestone. Now, if any company has benefited from the pandemic-fueled surge of online buying. It's clearly Amazon. Its profits more than tripled in the first quarter as compared with a year earlier. So the company's cloud computing business that powers the online operations of Netflix, McDonald's and other companies is growing fast too. So Ryan, is there any area of Amazon's business that isn't doing well? Yeah, I'm just looking at numbers and it was a blowout quarter for Amazon. Very tough to find any not-so-bright spots. And looking at the numbers, wow, 224% in net profit and a lot of it driven by AWS, its cloud service division. And this was up or rather accounts for 47% of operating income. And it had a wave of reasons why AWS was doing well. One of them was Disney+. Plus. That is a big customer. And that's one of the reasons as well why Disney+, Plus was able to roll out to more than 50 countries worldwide so fast. So with that likely to be the growth driver in quarters to come, AWS is likely to contribute even further to Amazon's earnings. So the pandemic-driven shopping was one big reason why we saw sales go up by over 44%. So that is one of the many reasons why Amazon is doing well. And I think going forward, you have the grocery business to look forward to. That is one big area that is trying to get into. But at the same time, physical stores, whereas investments in Whole Foods markets, that may be a thing to watch in terms of weakness, sales slumped 16% to $3.9 billion. So maybe reflecting that the physical stores are starting to lose some ground to the online sales. As we mentioned at the start of the program, past performance is not a guarantee of future results. So what sort of forward guidance is Amazon providing? Okay, so we have a rather optimistic outlook from Amazon even though people have been a bit wary whether they might see some fizzling out from the boom that we saw post-pandemic or during the pandemic, what are we like to see after the boom starts to fade? Are we look, looking at Amazon starting to slow down? And going by the guidance that Amazon is saying, they think it will stay steady and they are looking for revenue growth or revenue of around $110 billion to $116 billion, And that is actually past or surpassing Wall Street estimates of around $108 billion. So going by the optimistic expectations, we may be seeing another strong quarter ahead. Amazon shares currently up more than 2% in after-hours trade. Coming up in the 11 o'clock hour, a closer look at Amazon from a man who's worked at Amazon in the 90s. So he's been there through a period of innovation uh, when Amazon Prime came to be Kindle, Alexa. Uh, what is it that Amazonians do that other companies don't that allow it to power uh, towards such excellence? Did you know that they start their meetings at Amazon with an eerie 20-minute silence? 
20 minutes. Yeah, they are, they're expected to read a document that, uh, yeah, I'll go into detail on that in the 11 o'clock hour. Okay, onwards now to Twitter. The social media giant grossed more than 1 billion US dollars in the first quarter of the year. That is 28% more than a year ago. It's predicting revenue along the same lines, give or take 40 million, but Twitter shares are plunging in after hours trade down more than 11%. So Ryan, what is going on there? Why are investors selling off? Yeah, I think just to sum it up, why? I think it's expectations. So it missed expectations on user growth and also guiding for maybe a slowdown. What we talked about, that mm-hmm. boom from the, from the pandemic may not last. And if you look at this at its um, stock price reaction in the after-hours trading, it was down by over 10%. So it's warning of rising costs and expenses as well. And maybe one reason could be Donald Trump missing on his platform. Maybe that is one star user that they are missing out on. So who knows? But anyway, looking <laughs> at the past first quarter, just like Facebook, ad sales were strong. And we saw ad sales for Twitter up 32%. So that lifts total revenue to or higher by 28%. And Twitter also reported profit of $68 million, reversing losses of around $8.4 million in the same period last year. So a rather good quarter, but going on from there, they are thinking it may be slowing down. That's always a question, what next? All right, for our next batch of corporate earnings, we turn to a game of up or down. I name a company or an asset in the news, and Ryan tells us which way he thinks it's moving, up or down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. McDonald's. They'll be an up for me, and this is because its sales have actually topped pre-pandemic levels. Mm. So a recovery in the fast food retail giant's business and it is also raising its outlook for sales growth in the quarters to come. Yeah, up for me as well. Wow, McDonald's has really come roaring back as pandemic restrictions have eased. Revenue, as you heard, jumping 9% in the first quarter. Next up, uh, Palantir. Okay, so this will be an up for me for its CEO, Alex Cup. Yeah. He has earned compensation worth $1.1 billion in 2020. Just let that sink in. $1.1 <laughs> billion. Earned. So that is primarily through equity awards before his company got listed. So he is really banking in and making it big time with his stock options. Yeah, so definitely an up for the CEO. I'm not sure if it's an up or down for the data analytics company itself. Let's look at Yang Zijiang Shipbuilding. Okay, so that is an up for me. And that is with Yang Zhijiang posting an 89% jump in first quarter net profit. So reflecting perhaps the wider industry and the wider economy bouncing back to some extent and Yang Zhijiang riding the wave. Yang Zijiang's profits jumped nearly 90% in the first quarter of the year. It shares, meanwhile, up more than 50% since the beginning of the year. Let's, let's take a look at Maple Tree Industrial Trust. Okay, so that is an up for me. Looking at his DPU that it has just reported, that rose 2.5% to 12.55 cents. This is largely due to the consolidation of revenue from 14 data centers in the US, which was previously held by Maple Tree Redwood Data Center Trust. So a bit of accounting changes there helping to lift the DPU. Yeah, 15% up on a year-on-year basis for its distributions per unit, thanks to revenue from its U.S. data centers. Next, uh, Singapore-listed agribusinesses like Wilma. Okay, that is an up for me. So net profit has doubled 
to over $450 million in its first quarter. Mm. And that is a record for Wilma since it listed. That is really reflective of how commodity prices have been going up. Yeah, up for me as well. Wilma's profits in the first quarter doubled to 450 million US dollars and the unit of food giant Olam International is eyeing better margins as well. Next, let's look at copper prices. Copper is one of those commodities really still in the headlines these days. Yeah. It is set to hit an all-time high if it stays on track. It has already reached its highest levels in over 10 years, breaking above $10,000 a ton. So all this amid rising demand as we see more industries and activities picking up. And to a certain extent, supply not meeting demand. So that is pushing up prices. Copper often viewed as a barometer of economic demand. And we've been talking about this on the show recently. Copper prices keep rising. It's now at its highest level in 10 years. Next up, Ethereum. Ethereum is also stealing the headlines for hitting record highs and even more so than Bitcoin. So it has gone past $2,800. So quite a strong jump for Ethereum. And I think also reflective of the cryptocurrency frenzy that's building up in the past few months. Yeah, Ethereum has hit a record high. Some say you need to look at the network effects of cryptocurrency, how it's leveraged and how it's uh, making its tentacles, you know, um, bearing its tentacles into even more networks these days. Now, before we check in on markets, we should share a note about the U.S. economy. It grew 6.4% in the first quarter of this year as consumers spent more. Now, that is one of the best quarters in 20 years. The U.S. economy not yet back to where it would have been had the pandemic not taken place, but it is on track to do so, most likely in the third quarter of this year. So, Ryan, we are well into corporate reporting season now. We also see the U.S. economy is really rebounding. And as you think about all the numbers, what are your thoughts about markets going forward? Yeah, looking at the U.S. numbers, that is painting quite an encouraging picture of the economy coming back in the U.S. So we've got the jobless claims numbers, third week in a row under 600,000. And you have U.S. GDP quickening to a pace of 6.4% after the prior quarter's 4.3%. And that is just one of the many indicators pointing to how things may be continuing to go up. And if you look at the corporate earnings season, it has been quite a beat across the board from most companies, especially the tech companies. And that is also alongside commentary from them saying they expect to see rising costs as well as the potential to hike prices. So that will possibly mean higher inflation and maybe a sign of demand growing. So for markets, with that being priced in, with prospects of earnings going up, that could be a well another strong year for markets if it stays this way. All right, let's check in on local stocks now. The Straits Times Index finished flat in percentage terms yesterday. If you want to get technical about it, the STI did rise two points to finish at 32.21. That makes six sessions in a row that the Blue Chip Index has finished higher. So, Ryan, how's the STI doing this morning and does it look like it might make it seven straight sessions of gains? Yes, it might, because it is right now in the green by 0.05%. So maybe another day where it might grind out a gain. Yesterday it was 0.1%. Um, so it is right now trading at 3,223. 
And looking at a snapshot of the STI, it is actually more in the red than in the green. I only have eight constituents in the green right now. Mm. Right atop, DBS gaining 1.8% to $29.92. And this is after a strong first quarter business update where it saw net profit up more than 70% and crossing $2 billion for the first time. And looking at Wilmer International, also a strong set of results, helping its share price up 1.5% to $5.38. And one stock worth watching, of course, will be Olam. It was in the news for making an acquisition of O. Thompson. That is a major U.S. private label spice supplier. Yesterday, it gained 1.2% on the news. Right now, it's giving back or more than giving back those gains. It's now down by 2.3% at $1.72. Thanks very much. Uh, Ryan off for a two-week vacation. And also the note, uh, Olam is trading ex-dividends. So but he's some still thinking there. about work. See that? So Ryan, what are you going to be doing for two weeks? I will be tuning into your show. (laughs) (laughs) Avidly waking up at 9 o'clock in the morning to do just that. That's what we like to hear. Ryan Huang there in Market View. Before acting on the information on MoneyFM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.